And welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a brand new segment, episode, uh, topic, I don't know. I don't, a what do you call it? A brand new uh, episode type, static <laughs> episode concept. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I really, as you were talking, I was like, I got this. And then as I started talking, I was like, no, you no, don't. No, I don't have it. <laughs> An episode concept, I guess. So in the same vein of like our deep dives and our battles and our parlor games, this is another like set piece, (laughs) whatever. Maybe we'll come up with a better name by the time it comes out. But I think I'm leaning on like calling it this year in K-pop. I I love that idea. Because you guys know, A, how much I love doing research and how much I need to know things and how much I love K-pop history and how I feel about preserving pop culture history. (laughs) So I thought because we've at this point in 103 episodes, we've like we've covered a lot of basic ground. We've been talking about this a lot since 100 as we're trying to be like. How do we keep, like, teaching about Mm K-pop without constantly repeating ourselves or, like, whatever? Yeah. You know? Because I think that it would be, it would be, of course, very easy for us to now say, like, okay, we've covered all the bases and we've taught you all of the foundations of everything you need to know. So now our podcast is just going to be about fun or, like, just going to be about what came out out this this week or whatever. But the whole purpose of this podcast and what makes it fun for us is the educational aspect of it, Um, both because I'm a teacher and because Shannon loves to know things. So yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to maintain like educational concepts for our episodes. So Shannon came up with this new one of this year in K-pop. So what are we going to do today? We're going to go all the way back to the year 2000. <gasps> Some um, of you weren't even born. I know. Then. TXT was not born. ITZY was not born. Shut your A lot of mouth. you guys were not born. <laughs> I know. It's very shocking. Um, But yeah, I thought that was an interesting place to start because it was like exactly 20 years ago. And I feel like fashion and patterns and musical things like like to repeat themselves. And like we've had our little like 90s re moment. And I'm worried already that the year 2000 is coming for us. And y'all don't. I promise you don't want it. You don't want it. You don't (laughs) want it. And we will illustrate exactly why throughout this episode, we will be pointing out the trends that are starting to pop up again. (laughs) And we need to just whack-a-mole those back down. No, no, no. Because the 2000s were not a cute look for pretty much anyone. Pretty much most people. Minus, like, Britney Spears. And, like, you know what I mean? There's, like, a small handful of people that look good in that shiny silver lip gloss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought 2000 was a good place to start for many reasons, but it's also kind of cool because K-pop the industry, as an industry is like a bit more established, like at, at, by year 2000, they've mm-hmm. sort of like figured out a what little bit of what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, they haven't figured out the heights it can reach to because the other interesting part totally. about doing 2000 is that the actual true like Hallyu wave doesn't come till 2001. Yeah. So this is like right before the K-pop is about to bust out of the country. Yes. So I thought it would be a good fun place to start. And I think a lot of you will find 
that you've heard a lot of these songs before. Um, mm-hmm. Many of them have been co- like been covered by current idols and will continue to be covered by current yeah. idols forever. So I think it's good to know where like where things came from and like what was popular back then and how it's informed what we have now. Absolutely, because even if you think about music from North America and from like the states, if you think about the things that came out in two thousand, like. Uh, Britney Spears, Hit Me Baby One More Time is still on the charts. Like, Christina Aguilera, What a Girl Wants, Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Like, these songs are 100% still, like, covered today. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that, like, if you don't know this history, you can't fully appreciate Normani. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are many, many influences of this very particular time in pop music that is still felt today. And that is true in Korea, although many of the trends were a little different. But some of them, we'll, we'll point out the parallels. Yeah, so um, I have been doing, like, nothing but research for this for, like, over a week now, which is longer than we usually do research. <laughs> I feel like my brain is a little bit melted. I've seen some things. Um, <laughs> I feel like we might need to, like, uh, edit ourselves and, like, Try not to make this very, very long because trying to talk about a whole year of music in like an hour, even <laughs> though the industry was like a tenth of what it is now, it's still a lot. It's still a lot. Um, so we're going to do our best to try to cover like the most important things. We've got some comebacks, some debuts, some breaking news, some tragedy, some scandal, all the things that come in a year of K-pop. Absolutely. Yeah. So we should just get, we should just go for it. Um. So January Oh, so it's the year 2000. It's January. We've survived Y2K. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody's computers exploded. For the youths who don't know, in the year 1999, <laughs> everybody wasn't sure what was going to happen to the computers when it turned to 2000 because computers, did their calendars didn't go that high. And yeah. they were going to set back to zero, zero. And everyone was so sure that, like, planes were going to fall out of the sky and, like, everything was going to be ruined. Yeah, and I I was 10 years old at the time, so I definitely didn't understand the, like, Y2K fear. We had only had a computer for, like, two years at that mm-hmm. point. And so, and I don't even know if it, and it must have had the internet by 2000, by the 2000. When we first got our computer, it did not have the internet. (laughs) So I was like, why do we even have this thing? But anyway, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't understand it, but people thought the world was going, the like, every, all of technology was for some reason going to like cease to exist. Yeah, but that didn't happen happen. and it was fine. Um, But I, the year 2000 was like a very big deal, like culturally around the world because everybody just sort of it felt like such a crazy future year that no one was ever going to see so in like movies and film and tv and advertising and music or whatever everybody was really trying to be like we're in the future now totally it's the year 2000 yeah so we go from like the 90s to all of a sudden like let's get futuristic metallic fabrics and shiny lip gloss and crazy taking hair to new heights quite literally and we're just gonna like xenon girl of the 21st Uh century this whole year yeah so in k-pop in january um there was a lot going on because an interesting thing that i noted while doing research for this is that Unlike these modern days where you have a group and the album came out on Tuesday and they're promoting on M Countdown by Wednesday for the next three weeks, 
People in the groups and solo artists in the year 2000 did not seem to show up on music shows until three or four months after the song had been released. I don't know why. Me either. But if you watch the the early rec for this whole episode, NBC, like me, understands the importance (laughs) of history and archiving things. And I love it. And they have every single episode of their show, Music Camp, on their YouTube channel. So you can watch whole episodes of Music Camp on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, from back then, which is basically the two thousand, the year two thousand equivalent of like a music bank. Yes, um, we talked in the music show episode. Music camp was canceled when those guys showed their peens, and it became yeah. music bank instead. Uh, <laughs> so I about that. yeah, so when you watch the January episodes of Music Camp, it's only people performing things that came out the year mm-hmm. before. So I had to skip that. But the first like comeback of 2000 was in on the 26th of January. Turbo came back with an album called Email My Heart and the single was called Cyber Lover. Cyber Lover. Um, Did they we- perform that when they came to KCON? I think they might have. It's like a big one. When we got them in the random game a zillion years ago, that's the music video that we watched. It was like, because that was their most popular song like ever. And we did talk about Turbo in our first generation episode. So if you want to know a little bit more about them, you can listen to that one. They're a duo. They made this fun dance music. The one with the tiny high voice that you're hearing is that giant buff guy from Running Man. (laughs) I feel like that was part of the weird like Turbo-ness was that he was like huge, but he has this like little bitty voice. tiny voice. Um, yeah, this song is super catchy, but wasn't this, uh, didn't they get in trouble for this music video? Yes, because when we watch the music video, mm-hmm. it's like people are like chatting and the, right. some of the chat comes on the screen. And I guess there was like saucy things being yes. written in the chat. Um, but also the interesting thing about this is we mentioned in the first generation episode that Turbo was banned from television for a year mm-hmm. because they acted up on TV. Um, someone came back and like corrected us that like that was because they were in like a deep abusive situation with their management. Oh, wow. And that it was like perhaps a cry for help sign of protest that they acted out on TV. Interesting. Um, But this song came out. They had their TV ban had been lifted a few months before. Like Turbo was allowed to be on TV again. Um, And yeah, this album, Email My Heart, it went to number three. And like how 2000s, people were obsessed with email and the internet. It was new. And Sync has a song called Digital Get Down that is basically the same concept. Um, uh, The choreo is really funny to this because they're basically just jumping around. But I hold firm that this song is still super catchy. It is catchy. However, this is... The first incident of what I will, for the rest of this episode, be calling Mark's kick it hair. Okay. Yeah, we have to talk about this. This hair is uh, not okay. It's not acceptable. And there's so much of it in here. Uh, I The thing I noted when watching a lot of these is like, it's just really sad. I don't know why in the late 90s, early 2000s that like... It was just like nobody knew how to dye hair. Everybody was just like, you can just get peroxide at the drugstore and put it on your head. Because everybody only has those same yellowy, orangey peroxide highlights. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know that there was actual blonde hair dye at that time period, but nobody used it. And they also, like, 
You can just highlight full inch oh, wide chunkies. chunks underneath. Like, not Un- don't do it on the top layer. Do it on the second layer so that it just peekies out. And that's what Mark's hair is right now in this new NCT 127 song, Kick It. And it's fucking horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a, but I I'm not excited about this because. I don't take that back. Same. Yeah. Same. Same vibe. The hot one in 80s has a skunk stripe right now Why? of similar. And like, I'm not, we're, we don't, chunky highlights do not need to come back. They do not need to come back. See, they are not cute. Seeing them on Mark <laughs> makes me a feared for a poor Yuto. Yes. Who always gets the short end of the hair stick in Pentagon. And this mm-hmm. is just, it is screaming to me <laughs> as something that they're going to throw on him. I think so. And I am upset about it. Yeah. Um, so another thing to note in January that was like important and will be important later is that the boy band G.O.D. has a TV show called Baby Diaries. Um, this is the same concept of as Hello Baby that Girls Generation and Shiny and whatever did later on. Mm-hmm. They have to raise a child in their shitty sub-basement leaky dorm that they live in. But the show was so popular and endeared the public to them so much that, like, G.O.D.'s older albums started, like, climbing up the charts and they were coming back to music shows. They won't come back to later in the year, so we'll get to it. But, like, this was a moment for G.O.D. in the, like, public eye of, like, people gave a shit about them. Yeah. Um, So then in February, we have a debut our first debut of 2000. Uh, we mentioned them in the first generation episode as well. This is a girl group called Chakra, and their single was called Han. Um, we've talked. We talked about this in the first gen episode, but the concept of Chakra was like a gross mixing up of Asian Indian and American Native American Indians into like some sort of yeah, they just called it appropriations do Indian dance concept so like their choreography is like a bastardization of like traditional like Bollywood like mm-hmm. dancing and then they also like sometimes have feathers and turquoise and stuff in right. their outfits and like even that photo that was in the track the like audio track of on YouTube one of the girls is wearing a bindi and the other one is a box has full box braids and I just I can't with chakra I cannot the cultural appropriation is painful i i did not watch the whole music camp yeah. performance because it is gross the song is also very very annoying but i did note just for uh, history's sake that there is a very early use of like early vocoder effects mm. um that were still very very new at the time so like i just wanted to know like hey they were sure on top of it they needed them because chakras filled with really bad singers. yeah 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 Note for most of the year. I think we talked about this when we talk about old groups. The the standards for how well someone could sing to be on a stage were low. Vocal bars low. Low. Low, friends. <laughs> um, another thing I wrote in February, like, and just because this just seems like a nice piece of like trivia for to show you how much K-pop has changed in 20 years. Sex Keys has a huge concert that like sold out so fast and was like a very big deal that Sex Keys was having a concert at the Olympic Gymnastics Arena. The Olympic Gymnastics Arena holds 15,000 people. 
But the Seoul Olympic Stadium, which is now every group we've talked about in any deep dive, does their first concert at Seoul Olympic Stadium. That holds 60,000 people. So the biggest Sekshki's concert of all time only has 15,000 people of it. So that's like how small this, like the industry that we are working with is. Absolutely. It's just in Korea. Some people are getting like kind of popular in China and Taiwan. But like for the most part, Mm -hmm. it's little and insular. Absolutely. Um, So in March, I have a comeback for a group called Cleo. It's spelled like the name Cleo, but it said Cleo. Um, The album was called Good Time, and they put out a single called Ready for Love. Um, Yeah. This so I I just noted this because it was a comeback for the year. This album peaked at twenty two. They weren't like huge or popular or anything. But yeah, we didn't mention them in our first Jan episode. I just anything. wanted to note it because that song, a, an example of the weird vocals. I feel like so much of the vocals includes those like scoopy notes, and like oh, every yeah. voice teacher I've ever had screams at you about scoopy notes because it's a really they're lazy. Yes, and it's a very easy way to get very off pitch. But like whole songs of this era are just like entirely scooped. Like nowadays, the kids do that hip singing Billie Eilish thing mm. where they say that that was like crazy. Sure. And the this, Ariana Grande no consonants. Yes, yes, thing. yes. And then now, but in two thousand. At least it came up as Scoopy singing. Scoopy and also every word is ho hi. It's like such an effort to get out every single word that they're doing. (laughs) Although I did, this is very early in the year, but I did write, I was like, these are the best singers so far. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're significantly better than Chakra. Um, I do have, before we move on to April, I have one to add for March. Please. And that is, uh, his name is Shin Song Hoon, and he's a, an older singer than the ones we've heard before. His song, Mother, or Omaya, uh, came out in March of 2000. I didn't want to stop that one, and I'm literally trying to buy it on my phone I right now. I found it. I found it. Yes. This album is on iTunes. Oh, I'm gonna buy the whole album. I'm not gonna lie. I've only heard this one song, but I love That's fun. it. That's fun. That's so stuff. good. It's so good. So this guy, uh, like I said, his name is Shin Song Hoon. Apparently, he's known as the quote emperor of ballads. Um, he debuted in 1990, and he currently, according to Wikipedia, holds the record for the hi- the most albums sold by a solo artist. He sold over 17 million. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. And we watched a fun performance of him where he's wearing a badly matched blue shirt and blue pants. And he, ha- he has chunky <laughs> highlights, highlights. And he's wearing, also, a thing I noted, we'll get to it later, we'll talk about trends, but square glasses, like people wearing their glasses yeah. on stage. Just normal, not hip just glasses. glasses. <laughs> but he's also like in his 40s, like he or like late 30s or something in this. He's, yeah, he's not, not like a teen. A teen. <laughs> But that song is a bop, and I love it. It's excellent. Um, So the next thing I have was in April, Mm -hmm. on the 6th, a duo, a dance music duo called Clon, uh, put out a song called First Love. Um, 
Yeah, swerk, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys are fun. I feel like they're an embodiment of that, like, obsession with, like, the future thing that was sure. indicative of the time period. They're but wearing, if like... if you had only $5 to spend at Party City, yes. make your best future look. <laughs> yes, because they have, like, plastic bubbles on their shirt that have, like, a, like they're wearing, like, fishbowl shirts. <laughs> And they have like neon stuff, like glue, neon UFOs, like glued to their heads, and they're wearing white gloves. And at one point in the middle of the performance, the beefier one does a full rave glow stick dance. Yes, which is amazing. This song is super fun, <laughs> and it has like a trot sensibility to me. Yeah, because it has that like bump, 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 bump. Yeah, like that. So many trot songs rely on um, with that super fast BPM, like club yeah. music that was like really popping off at the moment. This one was fun. I liked it. I thought it was fun, too. Um, so the next debut we had in 2000, um, the this group debuted as Moonchild. In the future, you may know them as MC The Max, but they were called Moonchild when they debuted, and their debut single was called Delete. Um, so this is a four-member rock band. Yes. I feel like it's been too long. I haven't re-listened to a lot of old episodes, but I think that episode I did with my husband where we talked about bands, we talked about this group. I think we did. But they're cute. They're like little boys in like skydiving jumpsuits with yeah. chonky highlights, of course. They're young. They've got a guitar player <laughs> and a fiddler. Yes, one of them plays the electric fiddle and it's cool as shit. It's really cool. And I'm not going to lie, when I first saw his little baby face, I thought it was Nick Coon. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, they, yeah, I don't know. I loved the guitar, but it's not really my vibe. Yeah, no, it's definitely like band. It's, it's definitely like loud band music. Um, but this album went to number 12, so it was like a solid debut for like a rock band at the time. Um, next, in April, our girl Beck Ji Young uh, put out an album called Rouge. She did two singles, one called Dash and one called uh, Sad Salsa. But here's a clip of Dash. So this is fun because it's a Ricky Martin song. <laughs> yes, I specifically wrote that the dance. I wrote dance break a la Ricky Martin because the music cuts out and it's just like a hey, 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 yeah. and it's just like hips, 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 hips. But that's what's fun. But it's fun and it's trendy because we were talking before we started recording about how even though Ricky Martin like his big blow up was in '99, I was definitely still. On the Ricky Martin trade. Uh, yeah. Hardcore in 2000. Currently on the Ricky Martin trade. <laughs> <laughs> so Dash is our first, like, number one that we've talked about so far this year. The song went to number one. The album sold 360,000 copies. People liked it. Back to she Young was a is, cool girl. Yeah, she was. She it, it continues to be an icon. And I specifically noted because I watched like the live version. I was like, finally, a good singer. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when somebody actually can sing. Yeah, but I will say that sad salsa one. Like, whoa, yeah, that was bad. That one. That's why I played Dash that instead because that one did better and was better. Yeah. Um. Last thing we had in April. No, I have another. Oh, you have another. Yes. Please. 
I have. Please indulge us. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I didn't write down the like exact date that it came out. So it's okay. I don't know Some it's of like, things I truly couldn't even find exact yeah. dates. It's and hard this to is, find information. This, for this is stuff. one of those episodes where I had multiple languaged Wikipedia's open, and I went. I went in trying to find things and there was stuff I couldn't find because sure. I think when there are like one hit wonders or whatever, if nobody took the time to write it down on the internet, it's then gone. we're not going to find it. Yeah. So please, what so, happened in April? Uh, I have a girl named Jay, Jay period A-E. Uh, she released a song called Like Yesterday. So what's some info about this J girl? So she is originally from San Francisco. Okay, American. Um, Yes. So if you thought, hey, that sounds very American, that's because she's very American. (laughs) Uh, She even won Miss Korea in uh, Washington, D.C. But this was off of her second album, um, which is called Volume 2 in L-O-V-E. And yeah, she was pretty successful, and I'm pretty sure she's still active as a soloist. Sometimes she just goes by J, the letter J, and sometimes she goes by J period A-E. Okay. Yeah, she like definitely studied the Christina Aguilera School of Music hands. Oh, yeah. When you watch her perform, she's like got all of the hand motions down and she's like very tan and very blonde and she like mm-hmm. reads Western to me like yes, for sure. same, same. And she's also like, she's a, she would definitely is relying on that backing track, but she's a better singer <laughs> yes. than some of the others. <laughs> no, and this song is like really good. I feel like more... We said in the super, I said in the super junior episode that like if I had seen super junior in 2006, like there's no way I would have been into it because it like seemed too wild. But I think that if I had been exposed to 2000s K-pop when I was 12, I think I would have liked so much of this. I I would have too. I would have too. Not only because there are parallels with Western music, Mm -hmm. at least in like some of the boy groups for sure. Um, But. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these it, performances reminded me it. so much of the like performances of those random pop groups we talked about in our yeah. that episode we did. Dream the, the people play, who would perform at the end of all that or Mickey Mouse Club or whatever these random pop groups that would just mm-hmm. perform on kids shows. So much of these performances reminded me of that, and I was like, oh my god, little me would have eaten this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So the next thing I have in April is a comeback. Of a four-member boy group under YG Entertainment. They were called One Time, which is spelled one, the number one, T-Y-M, One Time. I did not read it that <laughs> way at all. When you said it to me today, I was like, oh. Yes. So they're, uh, they put out an album called Second Round, and the single was called One Love. <laughs> Um, yeah, so one time was just like, they were like a cool hip-hop boy band, I guess. Like, they they were a lot of do-rags, which is like not great. No, but they that's, also, that's a bummer. in that music video, there are a lot of abs in that music video because they are taking sad showers <laughs> and sad baths and removing their tank tops, sadly. 
but slowly but slowly and they're really tortured yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of chunky highlights there's a lot of like normal guy glasses, <laughs> glasses. <laughs> which always make me laugh one of them kind of looks like he has a tongue ring which I'm intrigued there's also by. a tattoo on one of the sleeveless one in one of the tank top ones that makes ah, me wonder if it was real because YG seems like the company that like wouldn't have cared wouldn't if have, they had a tattoo have, boy in yeah, 2000 stop I, I agree I agree um, this, I feel like maybe I watched something that is not this because I wrote that they were reminded me of the Beastie Boys. No, you're and not so wrong. Because be the second song. the second single off of this album was much okay, more okay, Beastie okay, Boysy. But this was the main single music video, like okay. One Love, okay, the okay. like sad jam. But yes, the rest of their vibe was like get in a boy pyramid, like get in a pyramid and jump and like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the performance, he's like wearing a do-rag and a backpack. but it is pretty melodic. And like like we were just saying how a lot of the there are a lot of parallels between the pop music of 2000 and uh, uh, in like Korea and the US but there's I the hip hop and hip-hop the rap is not ten years behind. Yes, it's it's not on the same it's not on the same page. It's a couple chapters back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like yeah, because into in 2000 we are having like Nelly's doing Ride with Me and like yeah. 50 Cent in the club comes out and things like that whereas in Korea they are still doing like Beastie Boys mm-hmm. like Run DMC kind of rap that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was one time. That album went to number six. So I feel like in the boy band wars, like one time wasn't super popular, but they weren't no one. Yeah. Because they were, that's they're a taking niche. their chops off. Yeah, because it's like a special niche of like, these boys are extra cool because yeah. they're from YG. Um, they're the bad boys. <laughs> uh, so the next thing I have in May, on the 16th, DJ Doc had a comeback. Um, and their album was called The Life, Doc Blues. And the single was called Run To You. So DJ Doc showed up on our 2010 thing seemingly doing some kind of tribute to themselves so this was them in 2000 this album went to number three and one of the comments i read on like an article about it was quote this was the only song they played in clubs Mm. in the year 2000 sure so that's that's it's like stake in history is like this was the party song they do say bounce with me bounce and so that's (laughs) that's all you need that's all you need right bounce with me bounce with me (laughs) um okay so on may 18th this is our first big shock news of 2000 sex disbands dun 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 they hold a press conference suddenly announcing disbandment no one can believe it. We talked about this in our first gen episode. Their fans went crazy and destroyed a car that they thought was the CEOs, <laughs> but was not the, the CEOs. CEOs. Um, yeah, this is very interesting. This choice to disband that they made because they—the reason it was so shocking—is because they were at their peak. I just told you that they sold out that fifteen thousand mm-hmm. seat stadium, and it was a very big deal that they had done so. Like, yes, they were people. Loved them. And don't they? just put out a full-length film. They were, like, so popular. And they have a song this year. Bye? Yeah, so they disbanded on May 
18th and put out an album on May 31st. Which is just bizarre. <laughs> like, totally bananas. Um, yeah, their album... Blue Note came out on May 31st and they the fans really lost it because they like like we said it was the peak of their popularity they were doing really well um and they've since talked about it um because didn't they do a reunion or yes, something Yes there was Infinite Challenge in the past couple of years have been doing this really wonderful thing I recommend all of them where they try to reunite Mm. original K-pop groups and they've had some success with Sexkeys and um, H.O.T. H-O-T yeah. and they got some of the SESs to do it and like I don't know it's cute and people like forgive each other for like 12 years of pain yeah and like it's nice and most of so like since since the disbandment uh, most of Sexkeys all the members have said we agreed to disband at our peak because we decided it was better to leave while we were doing well than to wait until we were no longer popular and leave in disgrace. So they have come out and said, like, it was our decision. And one of the members said we shouldn't do it. And all the rest were like, no, let's let's be done. Yeah. Um, but I it w- was, it rocked the world. I went and tried to find some, like, forum posts for, like, deep Sexkeys fans. And there are, like, some people who think that it might have been more personal than that Mm. like that it's a nice rationalization for like adults who like made it to the other side to be like we just want and that was what they said in the press conference like we just like we're popular and the money will last forever goodbye like I don't Mm. know and it seemed like you know just like a youthful decision of like Uh, let's preserve our legacy but insiders people who love the group and like we're following things like thought that it was like a disagreement with management type thing Mm. and that their leader Jiwon who like is the one that you've seen a million times and like is on all the TV shows or whatever he was the leader and he seems to be like a very hot-headed temperamental stubborn kind of person so there are sex cues fans that believe that like Jiwon got into it with like managers and just like then we're done and then they were done because a decision had been made but like yeah I don't know it's just interesting we'll never know we'll never know but so this was two days before the 2000 dream concert Mm -hmm. the slogan for the 2000 dream concert was my dreams my future and they had all the good people there they had G.O.D. they had Am Jung-Hwa they had Finkel and Moonchild and Baby Box and Turbo but H.O.T. did not come to the Dream concert right. in 2000. And because of that, the Sexkeys fans had bought up the whole H.O.T. section and were, like, so ready to have yeah. the biggest fandom for the Dream concert and, like, show H.O.T. But their group had just broken up. So uh, Sexkeys did come out at the Dream concert in suits and they tearfully, like, sang a song. And you can watch the whole thing. And they keep cutting to, like, little girls in school uniforms, like sobbing and they're all so small and I don't know if that's like a sign of the times too like I know young people like k-pop and older people like k-pop or whatever but I feel like when they scan the crowd at a music bank or whatever the like age range seems to be like bigger these days sure. but this 2000 dream concert every audience shot like nobody is older than 13 like <laughs> little kids wow crying crying in their school uniforms no H-O- no sex no like it's very sad <sighs> yikes so they were very sad and everybody yeah. just cried at the 2000 dream concert because sex just 
broke up with their everyone. And they were really sad. What a bummer. What a bummer. So that was that. A midsummer bummer <laughs> from Sechkis. God, I can't fucking say their names. Sechkis. I remember yes. the first time I said their name in front of June and he made me say it five times because he was like, is that how they romanize it? Like, that's not even close to what the Hangul is. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Sechkis is how it's written in English. Um, anyway, so, um, I have a fun fact written here. Um, in May, May 20th, um, Music Camp reinstated a winner system to their show. They had stopped Mm. doing winners in 1999. And then I guess they changed their mind. And the first winner of Music Camp 2000 was Klon. Those boys. Those goofy future, future boys. Um, so May 27th. Big comeback, a song we've talked about before on this show, Shinwa, only one. So this is the shirtless music video we watched on You Song's first episode. Yes, um, we got Shinwa in the random game, and we've also talked about them in our first generation episode. Uh, they're excellent. They're still together. They're they did like, a nude photo shoot. Yes, <laughs> they did a nude photo shoot. They're we still have together. to mention it Never every forget. time Shinwa is brought up. This music video is mostly nude. Like it's not a surprise. No. Um, so this was their third album, and I read that this album actually got delayed because SM wanted to debut their duo Fly to the Sky in late mm. 99, so Shinwa's got pushed. But it seems like it was a good moment because everybody was crying about Sexkis and then like Shinwa yeah. is here and they don't have shirts on. And they're here to <laughs> make all your cares go away. I realized in watching the stage version of this that you can sing Hit Me Baby One More Time over the song oh, and fun. the instrumentation of the bump, 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 bump fits perfectly. The It also reminds me of the instrumentation of, I can't remember the name of this group because I, I think they were called Five, but it went, Baby, when the lights... Go out. Express. Or something. Show yeah, you yeah, yeah. what it's all. It reminds me of this. About. But yeah, this song, I would have, oh my God, I would have been, if I had known about this song in your, I would have I would have been this. all. I would have been all about this. It. All this about was this. exactly 10-year-old Angelica's vibe. And it is 30-year-old Angelica's vibe, <laughs> right? too. Right? I love it. <laughs> 20 years, nothing's changed. So we were not, <laughs> but we were not alone in this assessment because this album immediately went to number one and mm-hmm. it was the 17th best selling album of the year 2000. Rightfully so. So people loved it. Love that, Shinwa. Um, so then two days later, not to let the boys have all the attention, another comeback, Baby Vox, uh, with an album called Why and a single called Why. Um, so this was Baby Vox's fourth album, and it went to number five. Um, yeah, this song it's it it's exact. It has the exact same like fake piano song as like early Destiny's Child, like mm-hmm. early J Lo. It's but like with it, like a little bit of Spanish guitar, little little bit, and the girls are wearing 
absolutely hideous ankle length skirts, which is a trend of the year. Yeah. And I just feel like unless you're like walking around barefoot on a farm, like I just I don't know about it. Because they're also almost like prairie cut because they're very full skirts. It's not like that trend of long like sheath skirts that was very popular in the early 2000s. These are like flamenco, like Spanish skirts that they're supposed to be like twirling and they do not twirl. Yeah, and they're wearing them with like awful halter tops that are like made out of like the wrong material for halter tops to be made out of. Yes. Which was also popular at the time. Like using weird stiff materials to make like halter tops with very high necks. It's like what kind of... What kind of materials can we substitute for fabric now that we're in the future? Plastic. Yeah. (laughs) But their stage looks were very different from the looks Mm -hmm. that they wore in the music video. And their stage looks are very much more like a la Spice Girls. I wrote fringe disco queens for the stage outfits. I loved the stage looks. There's a lot of feathers, which is fun. But each member of Baby Vox has a very distinct personality in their stage Mm -hmm. outfit. And that gave me the Spice Girl vibe of it. Um, Just in the sense of like, she's the sporty one. She's the sexy one. Whatever. I also wrote that the other single off this album is called Betrayal. And it was very Britney. And I recommend. Mm. All right. Moving on to June. Yes. Okay. This part is terrible, but I think that, you know, when all, when not, whenever you're covering history, like years have a lot of things and they have good music and they also have tragedies in them. So in June of 2000, there was a boy group called NRG. Um, they were very cute. They were very good. They like definitely were like finding their like footing as like a boy group and they were doing very well in ta- in Taiwan and China. They were promoting in China and one of the members, Huan Song, was hospitalized because he got very, very sick with a bad cold. And then he just got exponentially worse very, very fast. And within two days, he was in a coma. Um, they suppose now from the future that he might have had SARS before like they had figured out what SARS Mm. was or it might have just been like a flu to pneumonia. Like they don't know why because he was very young, but they declared him brain dead and his family ended his life support and his group was there with him when he died and he was 19. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah. So the group itself, like not to jump to 2001, but just so you know, they took a year off. They put out an album called Sorrow dedicated to him. And then they, like, continued their careers from there. And, like, they did a reunion or something very recently. But, ooh, big blow. Very sad. Very sad. I don't – maybe it's inappropriate to, like, pile onto it. But I just realized as I was, like, looking through my notes that I learned something interesting and sort of sad about that group Klon, which is that um, later – let's see if I wrote down the the year – I didn't write it down. But one of the members got into a motorcycle accident. Oh, my God. I meant to write that down. And he's paralyzed now. He's paraplegic now now and has become a huge activist for, uh, like, people with disabilities in Korea. Um, And he talks – he's, like, talked really openly about how he and his wife, uh, they couldn't conceive. And so they – I think – I don't know if they adopted or they did something else, whatever. But he's talked a lot about, like, uh, you know, like, giving encouragement to couples who are having 
having trouble conceiving and like he talks a lot about like disability rights and stuff like that so he's you know still has a fruitful life and everything but very sad as well yeah uh, that a couple years after after this year he became paralyzed in, yeah. a, in a motorcycle accident <sighs> so that's a sad way to start june like mm-hmm. death is always very very hard but like i don't know i'll remind what? no i'm shooting <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, a reminder, like, life life is what it is. And, like, no matter what year it is, like, some shit's going to go down. Yeah. So rest in peace to Kim Hwansung. He would be, like, in his 40s now. It's so really soon. crazy. Tragic. Um, so later in June, there was a comeback by a five-member girl group called TT Ma. And their single was called I Want to Be Loved. Um, so the song wasn't very popular. It peaked at 44, but I really That's liked it. So I wanted to include it. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling you, uh, it's very when to become one. That yeah. Spice it's Girl got song, that. Which is a great song. That's yeah. not shade. It's got that Spice Girls S Club ballad mm-hmm. vibe that I really, really like. Yeah. So I thought it was fun. And one of these girls is the spitting image. Or I should say Lisa from Blackpink is the spitting image of one, one of, of these, these girls, girls. For sure. Um, another comeback that we had in June, a seven-member dance rock band called Click B put out an album called Challenge, and their single was translated titled Gate of Honor. Yeah, so Click B was like, like it said, just said a dance rock band, which mm-hmm. meant that some of them played instruments, yes. but some of them did like b-boying. Yes, I wrote down because I watched the. I didn't like just listen to the song. I watched their music camp performance, and I had I wrote, "Are the guitarists part of the group?" And then a few minutes later, yes, they're miked because there are like because there's all these dancers. And one trend that we haven't really pointed out so far, but this year loved backup dancers. So many backup dancers. Dance breaks for backup dancers. Yeah. So many people (laughs) on these. There's like 20 people on every stage. And so for this one, I was like, wait, who's in the group? I can't tell. Um, And so there are, yeah, this is an interesting concept because like half of them dance and half of them don't. It's weird. Yeah, but Click B was like kind of popular at the moment. They won some like music show trophies and stuff. Like people liked Click B. Um, For some reason, that name is really familiar to me. I can't put my finger on it. Um, Another comeback that I had for June, but I couldn't find when it was because this was a group that it was hard. I couldn't get any exact dates on them, even on Korea Wikipedia. But the group was called Tesaja. And this was their fourth album, Volume 4. And the single was called Again. This was a four-member boy group. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so Tesaja, uh, apparently they were NRG's rivals. So if mm. it was like HOT and Sexy's at the top, that like maybe like Tesaja and NR- NRG sure. had like some sort of. Oh, NRG. I'm hearing like it now. NRG. That's wow. probably what it is. That's definitely <laughs> what it is. 100%. Yeah, so these boys are just like, yeah, we talked when we weren't recording, but I felt like. We're only halfway through the year, but it seemed like the girls were trying things and the boys were all still doing the exact same thing that H.O.T. was doing four Mm -hmm. years before. Yeah. Like, like. With the repping like this and the da 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 da, and then when we dance and then we go like this and like, yes, I wrote no. at a certain point everybody raps the same yes. because it's just like like you yeah it's it's I was gonna say it's horrible it's fine but it's yeah it's, it's not interesting very, it's very like monotone and there's just like a there's a cookie cutter aspect to most of the boy groups in in this time period yeah. for sure because in the video we just watched these boys were wearing like those like Nehru collar jumpsuits like Bruce Will like Bruce Willis like Bruce Lee would wear (laughs) and they all have like a Bruce Lee (laughs) no (laughs) and they all have like the same highlighted mullets and the same tiny square glasses it's all like it's it's all a lot of the same thing with these boys um so that was June yeah I I did note however that this song was must have been very popular because the music camp performance has fan chants. Oh, yeah. That's why I noted them, even though I couldn't find the exact date. I was like, yeah. people like Tesaja. Like, definitely I can tell. Loved them. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. We're about to do a random game and end the episode, but I know what you're thinking. It's only the middle of the year. That's because we talked way too much about the year 2000 and oops, this is going to have to be a two-parter. So we'll be right we will be right back with the random game and then you can hear part 2 of the year 2000 next week. All right. So the random game generator grabbed us somebody from way back in the past yeah. that we talked about significantly in the generate first generation episode because of the tragic end of this group. Yes, they're called Dusa, but they're spelled D-E-U-X, which is like D, like the number French. two. Uh, but the Hangul of it has it Dusa. Um, so it's just a, a K-pop duo. Um, they initially debuted really early, right? K- 1993. 1993. And they're credited with bringing hip-hop and new jack swing to Korea and Korean pop music, which is a pretty heavy mantle to wear. Yeah. Um, because as we know here in 2020, both hip-hop and new jack swing are like everywhere yeah. in current K-pop. Um, so, so very influential group. Yeah. So they put out six albums between 1993 and 1995. And as we said in the, in the first generation episode to reiterate, one of the members of this group, Kim Sung Jae, like the day before, after Dukes has broke up the day before his solo debut, he died of apparent drug overdose and he had been killed by animal tranquilizers, which his girlfriend had recently purchased. She was never charged with his murder, but like maybe she did it. I don't know. It's a mis. We said then alleged mystery for the ages, but, but this suspicious. dude got killed. I think this dude got killed. It's very suspicious. 
Um, so the other member, maybe he was a drug addict, and she just switched his that. normal drugs. I, you know, no, I don't know. But the other member, uh, Hyundo, released a greatest hits album after the other guy died, and went on to produce and compose for other people, and was like a judge on Show Me the Money, and like got to be like a rap legend. Um, so let's see whatever music video YouTube has for them. And it looks like it's a music video for a song called Look Back At Me, which I don't know because their discography is not well written. Let's guess it was sometime in the 90s. The video quality looks very bad. (laughs) So let's find out what Deuce Look Back At Me is. Okay. Oh, is this all in silence? Oh. Oh, nope. Whoa. Okay, so it's like mostly like a green, like a black and white, but it's all green. Oh, it's cutting it's between just things so, so many flashes of like pe- boys in front of a door and also like maybe war scenes. I don't know. Oh, it's like half a second go. of flash. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I think this whole music video is going to be like these two guys and their other three bros wearing bandanas and flannel and they're going to like b-boy dance while it gets filmed really poorly. Really poorly. I cannot get a grasp on what's happening. Oh, I hate this. It's like making me sick. Yeah, this is not a fun video to watch. Oh, two and a half more minutes left. Okay, he's wearing a back. This guy's wearing a backpack. A needless backpack. (laughs) Oh, is that a backwards hat? I thought it was a bandana. Is it a backwards hat? It looks like it has a bill on the back. He's also wearing a backpack. Okay, I don't know if this is just a poor upload quality or if it's just a fact of this bad music video, but their lips are not going with this song. It could be either. See, like, yeah, it's like it's a fun, standard, fun beat, Mm -hmm. but like they kind of suck, just like... The instrumentation brings a lot more than the vocals, for sure. Yes, that's where I was trying to say. Oh, his Stussy shirt. Yeah. Wow, how 90s. <laughs> I can't stress enough how much that literally nothing stays on the screen for longer than a second. <laughs> uh, if that, like, it's, it's half a second crazy. and the change, it, oh my God, it's wild. It's like a nightmare. It's really bad. Like blown out contrast. Yes, and Boys it's so blown out that the whites are like glowing and blurring together. It's wild. <laughs> They're doing their best moves in best synchronized knee style. dances. But even the dancing, it's like stop motion. 
Yes, because they can't stay on a single like line. They refuse. They will not. And this like circus. That's what's in the background. Oh, I hear it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended with them hands over their crutches, eyes down. Yeah, you should hang your head. No, don't. I'm sorry. That's mean. But I didn't love that music video. The song was fine. The song was fine, but that music video was really hard to watch. Yeah, that it was, was also like 1993, and I know people weren't good at music videos yet. But goddamn, yeah, no, if, the people could have been good. 1993 music videos were like invented in like 82. They, <laughs> they had time. Yeah, that was rough. This music video, I feel like, follows a lot of the trends that we saw, though, in, like, this early 2000s, at least in the sense of, like, headache-inducing visual effects. Because just a word of warning, like, I'll get more into this next week with our, like, second half of this when we talk about overall trends. But there's so much fast cuts and strobe lights and like flashing things in all of the thing every every stage every music video yeah. that we watched from this year is like very it appears to be very like seizure inducing so if you are someone who has light sensitivity or suffers from epilepsy or any of those kind related issues yeah. please take care and maybe don't watch the things that we are that we put in a playlist because yikes yeah for sure yikes yeah. it's it was hard for us to watch for sure okay and that is all for this week because we talked for too long about the year 2000. So come back. It was a big year. There was a lot to do. So come back next week and you can hear about the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Another random game, some wrecks and everything you need to know about the year 2000. Until then, you can find us at AMA K-pop pod on Twitter, Instagram, AMA K-pop pod at gmail.com, AMA K-pop on Spotify. 1-8-1-A-M-A-K-POP-5 to leave us a voicemail. And we're going to have a YouTube playlist of all of the things and more oh, you that bet. we watched and uh, mentioned in this episode. So check that out. Absolutely. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. 